You're listening to the CFMEU Mining and Energy Podcast. Yes, indeed it is. I'm Tim Brunero. Good to be with you. Well, the WA coal mining industry is centred on the town of Collie in the southwest of the state. The coal mines and power stations there have been keeping the lights on in WA for generations. And like the mighty coal districts of central Queensland, the Hunter Valley, the Illawarra and the Latrobe Valley, Collie coal mining has an incredible history. And they've been celebrating that history recently. They've got an underground coal mine replica. They've got virtual reality shovel diggers so aspiring miners can put on a headset and try their skills. And they've just unveiled a bronze life-size replica of a pit pony, a sight not seen for over 50 years. Pit ponies, horses which took roof timber and other materials down the mine and hauled cut coal to the surface, were a feature in the industry from the 1920s to the 1960s. I'm Alf Sanford. I started working in the mine at the Stockton mine in 1949. I retired from the mines in 1991. 86-year-old Alf Sanford started in the mines when he was 14, when he realised the pay was better than forestry. He used to go to the theatre on a Thursday night and I ran into a friend of mine. He said, are you working off? I said, yes, I got a job out in the timber mill in Douglas Jones's. And he said, oh, how much are you getting? I said, 30 bob a week, which was $3 a week. And I said, why, how much are you getting? He said, I'm getting five pound, which was around about $10. So I said, right. Next day, that's when I went up to the office to get a job. It was amalgamated collieries at the time. In those days, there was a team of horses working at each mine. They all had names. Sailor, Captain, Junior, Red, and so on. And they all responded to their name. Alf explains how they trained the horses to work underground. Every mine that had horses in the early days had a horse whisperer and they would take them down underground. There's a lot of noise. People don't realise how much noise is underground. The skits rumbling up and down and all the other rubbish. And uh, of course the horses got frightened. So he has to go down and take it down. He'd sit there. He'd probably spend the first month getting that horse settled down to know what it was all about. Alf describes the kind of horses they were. Well, he is a draft horse, big, fairly solid horse, but they were not the uh, Clydesdales. They were too big to go underground. So he was in between a little Shetland pony and the Clydesdale. He'd be around about, oh, they measure by hands, but I'd say his withers would be about five foot, and that's from just behind the ne- uh, his neck. And that's where he was a lot bigger when you walked alongside him. He'd lift his head up, but uh, they were quite a gentle horse, all bar Red. Red, an infamous horse from the period, caused a three-week strike when miners refused to work with him. He didn't like being underground and would run off madly knocking down roof supports and making the mine dangerous. Oh, Red was causing trouble. 
he was a horse that nobody could really control. And you get him down the mine and there wasn't much room down there for nonsense. And that's where all the uh, trouble came from. 84-year-old Laurie Old started mining when he was 15 in 1951. Yeah, my name is Laurie Old and uh, I've lived in Collie all my life. Well, I worked the horse underground. I was out the Wyvern, the different company, but the Wyvern mine. Laurie was lucky. He had his own horse. We had to go, just go to work and we had our horses delivered. They used to bring them over from a big hostler in, in the Griffin Company. It was only about half a mile across to the Wyvern mine and, and the, the hostler would bring them over. There was three of them, three horses. Mine and uh, the mate that was alongside, well he worked just below me in the mine and another chap on the right hand side of the main tunnel. There were three horses there and you just got your own horse. Took him underground at eight o'clock and brought him home at three o'clock. Brought him out at three o'clock and knock off time, seven hours. Laurie's pony was called Brownie. Well, he was only a small horse, uh, not a small horse. He was a, 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 a small uh, Clivesdale. He was a browny, bluey colour he was. He wasn't uh, black, but... His name was, well, I called him Brownie because that was his name when they found out. But he wasn't as big as the ordinary big Clivesdale. He was about, might have been six inches shorter, you know. But, uh, but he was a beautiful horse and uh, he knew his job as well as I did, you know. He, he just knew what to do and he was good. Unlike Alf, who dragged Cole with his horse, Laurie mainly took supplies to the miners at the coalface through the maze of the old workings. Roof support, timber, water and so on. And he did form a bond with the horse. I used to take him an apple, apple now and again. I wasn't talk, trying to crawl to him. But, <laughs> but now and again I'd take him an apple or something. I'd go to me crib and I'd give it to me horse. But uh, no, uh, you, you loved them, you know. One shift there was an accident and Brownie was injured. One day I'd taken a load in and uh, and I got a sprag. They call them a sprag and you can, uh, when you want, when he was going too fast or anything, you jumped off and you put a sprag in the wheel. You have to be pretty, pretty quick. A wooden sprag and they had no brakes on the trolley. Anyhow, we're going through and we got to the winch and uh, the sprag broke. And they had stanchions, big steel stanchions on each side of the skip, four of them on each corner, to hold the timbers on and everything. And by the time he got off, the skip was alongside him and one of the stanchions stuck in his ribs. It jammed him between the, the prop. Now, props say a big uh, wooden thing holding the roof up. He, was, he, was, he had that on one side, him and the skip on the other side, and this big stanchion sticking into his ribs. And he was, you'd swear to God it was a, a kid crying, you know. Oh, he was in pain. And I had to run around and get the, the witch rope and pull it off him. And yeah, he was all right, but I went and give him a rub and I, I looked after him. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's the way you, get, you went, you know, you looked after your horse. A lot of blokes didn't, a lot of blokes uh, treated them rough, you know. Yeah, they wanted to put more on the trolleys and all this sort of thing. But uh, no, they were beautiful to work with. It wasn't the only time Laurie and Browning had adventures. It was in the old workings. 
the start of the old workings and uh, and I could hear a, a rumble coming from the old workings, there's a bit of roof coming in and Brownie had put his ears up and put his head up and have a listen too and but it never frightened you but you think well geez I hope the, hope the roof and <laughs> hope the roof over this winch doesn't do that that there was some bits of coal and that coming off the roof and just it uh, frightened, frightened you a little bit but when you're a bit younger it sort of give you a bit of a fright but when I see old Brownie put his head down again I knew everything was okay. <laughs> Alf says it was true in some ways the pit ponies had a sixth sense that allowed them to cope in some situations better than the miners. And if your light went out I don't know how they saw because it was absolutely pitch black underground and uh, he'd keep going because he could see and of course you would have to make sure and relight your pit lamp to find out where you're going. The horses seem to know their way around the mine as well as or even better than the miners. Knock off time we'd grab the last of either my horse or my mate's horse's tail we just just let them go. They knew their way out. We used to just hang on to their back tail, on their tail, and they'd drag you up the, through the old workings, open the doors for them, and, and just take them home out of out of the mine. Yeah, it was great. You know, we used to love it. I used to love it. And they didn't just have good instincts; they were also cunning. If you uh, didn't uh, tether him up when you got down to the working place went to do something without uh, him knowing, because I was in the dark, dark. we had the naked uh, carbide lamp then on our caps, and he'd just take off, and he, if no one was there and he could walk away from it, he'd head up back to the surface. He knew where he was going, and when you come to ventilation doors, some would open the opposite way. Well, when he got to the doors, and he'd put his head down, he knew it wouldn't open, he'd just stand there. So you'd have to go and open the doors for him to go through. But if they opened the way we were going, he'd just put his head on it and push it and go through. And the pit ponies wouldn't take any nonsense either. You couldn't trick them into pulling more than they were prepared to. Now, if you had two skips, he was used to that. You used a couple of a coupling to connect the two skips up. And when you said to him, get up, the coupling would take up with a noise, the uh, metal. But if he heard two noises, uh aha, he would not pull those skips because he knew there was an extra one on. So uh, you used to have to go back and push the full one at the last one back and then tell him to get up again. And away he'd go and he'd heard one clink and you'd hold that back until he got the weight of it. And then he'd pull it, no trouble at all. They were as cunning as what the men were themselves. When Laurie went to do his three months national service at 19 with the army and he came back, he was given a different job at the mine. He says he did miss his old pal Brownie. They put me on an electric loco and uh, we used to haul, well, st- the same thing. We used to haul uh, stuff down to the miners. We had about three skips, big skips that took, they held five ton each. And the, the loco was pretty big. It was a, 
250 um, volt uh, m uh, motor in it, electric motors, you know. And but it was DC current, not AC. If you got well, I got quite a few shocks off it, um, getting away from the horse. But it, uh, yeah, I, they put me on that, and uh, I don't know. I just sort of it didn't. Well, it wasn't. That I always think about it. I always think about the times I had with the horse for sure. Not one day goes by, partly. Lay there and they, uh, lay there in the evening and just think about what you've done and where you've been. And, hmm. Yeah, it's quite good. I, I, I still think about little Brownie, who was a beauty. He thinks about Brownie every day. Good on him. Well, they were great to talk to Alf and Laurie. A big thanks to them for yakking to us. And a very special thanks to Vicky Guilfoyle, the secretary of the Collie Retired Mine Workers Association. Well, that concludes another episode of the CFMEU Mining and Energy podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.